0: hi everybody welcome to not to mundane podcast in this podcast episode we are going to be talking about the 10 commandments and the importance of the 10 commandments in our life god commands us to follow these commandments so if you love god Uh, God says that you will follow his commandments. So in today's podcast episode, we are going to be talking about the Ten Commandments and how important they are and a little background about them as well. Um, Moses, he wrote the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai, where God commanded him to write them on the stone. So these have been long before we've been alive. These commandments have not changed whatsoever. God still commands us to follow them. Even though they were made 2,000 years ago, God still commands us to follow them. So today, we are going to be talking about just that. So without further ado, let's get started into this 10 Commandment episode on Not to Mudeim podcast. So commandment number one, you shall have no other gods before me. This is an exodus Chapter 20, verse 3, where God calls us to not have any other gods before. Him. This meaning to not put anything, absolutely anything, friendships, family, our belongings, fame, success, anything that we put before God or make a God in our life that we worship on a daily basis. We should be worshiping God on a daily basis and allowing God to be the God of our lives. And so a few questions that you can ask yourself if you're not following this commandment is, is this a God in my life? Am I placing this before God in my life? Commandment number two, you shall make no idols. This is found in Exodus chapter 20 verse four through six. And now this one, this is a really good one because it is so easy now in this culture to have so many idols such as fame, success, cars, houses, family, relationships, marriage even sometimes. Anything, any physical thing. And also idols, celebrities, people that we strongly admire, that we put before God. And that can be anybody. That can be anything. That can be any person in your life. And sometimes before, sometimes when we get into marriage, we idolize our husband. We idolize that marriage and we put it before God. Because remember, God gave us these things and God can take away these things from our life, especially if we've put them before him. He, oh Lord, he is the blesser of the blessing. He's the one who gave us this thing. So we should be worshiping him. We should be giving him our full attention in our lives because he is the one who brings these things into our lives, not ourselves. It is not of our doing whatsoever. Certainly it does come into our obedience to him and our faith and so forth, but it is not us bringing this into our life. It is God Bringing it into our lives based on our identity in Him. Questions that you can ask yourself if you're doing this is, am I putting this before God? And can I live without this? Sometimes when we ask ourselves this question, can I live without this? The answer probably is no, because we've made it an idol in our lives. And so it is so important to ask yourself this question on a daily basis, regardless of the things that are in your life, because we can fall easily into idolatry, especially if we don't know what idolatry is commandment number three you shall not take the name of the lord your god in vain this is found in exodus chapter 20 verse 7 so you shall not take the name of the lord your god in vain this means using god in cursing or using his name inappropriately like for example i swear to god if you don't do this then yada 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 Or Jesus Christ, you know, when someone cuts you off and you say, Jesus Christ, you know, it it can be used in anything, cursing, swearing, blaming, whatever it is, the God that we worship, he is holy, he is a holy God. And so it is so important to see his name. As just that, because he is a God of the Most High, he is the Alpha, he is the Omega, he is the holiest God. He is holier than we think that he is, or that we will be ever to understand that he is, because our capacity to understand is is so small, is so is is nothing. Because he is just, he is eternal, he is everlasting. So you trying to understand that with your with with your mind? No, I don't think so. So using God's name in vain is a no-go. Do not use his name in vain. Refrain from using his name in vain because he is holy and his name should be worshipped. Honor. Bless his name. Love his name. Worship God. Really see who he is and who he exposes himself to be because he is not a liar. He is the truth. Commandment number four. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Sabbath day biblically is from Friday sunset to Saturday evening. And this is biblically speaking, uh, most Christians have been celebrating Sabbath either once a day a week or on Saturday and mostly known in our culture Sunday's church day, Sunday is a day of God, but really biblically it's from Friday sunset to Saturday evening and God commands us to rest on this day because it is the s- same day that he also rested from from making creation in this world and he made this day for us. On Sabbath day, usually I like to read Genesis when he was creating the world to remind myself of the creation that God created, the creation that God made himself out of his breath, out of his word and how he brought that to life and, and to really honor him in that special day because he is my God. And he is everything to me, and so I just love to worship him, and I love to give him that day to rest in him and to really appreciate him while I've been so busy during the week and to really give this time to him. So that's how you know I like to worship him. So questions that you can ask yourself if you are celebrating Sabbath day or if you take an intentional day once a week to rest and to appreciate the creation of God is have I rested this week with no work to do? And is this worshiping God? Does this day include I shoulds or I have tos or I need tos? And if it does by chance, then it's not rest because you're working. This day is a complete full day of rest and this day requires no work whatsoever this is like glory day this is this is a day where you can just enjoy the lord enjoy the lord he has your full attention and you can just love it entirely and that commandment is found in exodus chapter 28 through 11 Commandment number five, honor your mother and father. This is in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. So God commands us to honor our father and mother and to not hold unforgiveness in our heart against them, honoring them, helping your mother, helping your father in any which way that you can. And if you have a bad relationship with your parents, he calls us to honor them in the best way that we can and to let go of all the unforgiveness that we have towards them. Cast all of your cares upon him, him for he cares about you. Jesus doesn't want you to be dwelling on the unforgiveness, on the hate on the sadness that you have with your parents because he doesn't want you to carry that in your heart. Your heart is to be made clean. Your heart is to be made pure. Your heart is to be with God. Your heart is to love God fully, but it cannot love God fully. If you are holding unforgiveness, resentment towards your parents, your mother and or father or even both of Your heart cannot love if there's pain inside of it that's blocking you from loving the person that God calls you to honor. And so if you have unforgiveness in your hearts, ask God to help you release that. Ask God to help you heal from that because he cares about you and As long as you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. So as long as you want to do that, God will help you do that. But honoring your mother and father is so important because God wouldn't have been able to bring you into the earth. (laughs) Certainly God is the God of the impossible, so he could brought you in any way that he could have wanted to do but he decided to bring you in through the mother through the womb and so God calls us to honor our mother to honor the life that he's given us honor our fathers through the life uh, for the life that he that he's given us a chance to have you know if there is abusive parents out there that, and do you have resented them for that you know I completely I completely get it I completely understand that because I have gone through my own troubles and tribulation with letting go of unforgiveness and resentment I've had towards my own parents. And so I just want to say that, you know, it takes time to let go of the hurt and the pain that your that your parents have caused to you because you love them so much. And because you love them so much, you you hold this against them. You you hold the pain and the trauma that you have against them because you wish it was different. You wish that the things that you've gone through were different and you wish you didn't have to go through those things. And I completely get that. And, you know, it takes time to let go and to forgive of the things that, you know, that they did unto you. But I promise you that Jesus, he is the greatest physician. He is the healer and he will help get you through that. And he will get you to a place and a time where you will finally be able to forgive your parents for the things that they've done to you. I promise you there is so much justice in Jesus, and I promise you that Jesus will help you the best way that He knows, and the best way that He can, and the best way that He will help you because He is Jesus he is our savior. He is everybody needs, that everybody wants, that everybody longs for, but because of their lack of understanding, they don't know that. And so I pray that you give it to Jesus, that you give it to him, and that you let him deal with it. You let him deal with your heart because I promise you there is an other side to that. Commandment number six, you shall not murder, Exodus chapter 20, verse 13. Now, this is a really good one to talk about because usually we think that murder is killing somebody, ending their life. But murder also includes having hatred for your brother and sister inside of your heart's hatred inside of your heart is committing murder against your brother and sister. And so that's why it is so important that we check our hearts. From our heart's Flows life. Whatever we think, whatever we speak, whatever we feel comes out of our heart. So if you have hatred toward your brother and sister, ask Jesus to help you. Ask Jesus to give you that healing because he will help you. He will relieve you of all the things that you felt like you couldn't deal with or the things that you thought you could never be healed from. God will heal you from them. And certainly, you know, this commandment calls us not to murder nobody, right? We're not over here killing people in the streets. And if You have been thinking about hurting somebody or killing somebody or ending somebody's life. Let's talk about that with Jesus. Let's talk about it with Him. Jesus is our solution, Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is the way, the life, the truth, and He is going to be the one that you go through to the Father, to God. And so, if you have these thoughts, if you have these feelings of, of hurting somebody or even committing suicide, too, killing yourself then talk to Jesus about it. You know, I dealt with feelings of suicide for a long time because I just felt like the pain that I was dealing with was was just so hard, was so heavy to deal with. And I thought that ending my life was the easiest way to go, but actually it's not. It, It doesn't make you feel better because you're dead. And it also doesn't make your family feel better because you're gone and they're dealing with the grief and the loss of your life that you took. And so if you're having difficult time dealing with the heaviness the burden of your family, of your career, of life's responsibilities, talk to God about it, talk to Jesus about it, because they have solutions that we we don't know that we have solutions to these things. And so if you're giving it to God, God will draw near to you, God will hear you, no matter if you feel like he's not with you or if you feel like he's not there with you in that time, I promise you, God is listening, God is there with you, and he honors the fact that you give him your, your attention that you give him your space that you give him your time because that is what god wants from all of us from you from me from everybody god wants us to draw near to him because we are his children god loves us so endearingly and the love that the lord has for us as well is so beautiful jesus man jesus 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 loves us so much that he's given us his life he died for us to be free for our sins so that way we can be in the kingdom of heaven with him so that we can live in heaven with him because we are the ones who committed sin we are the ones who disobeyed god we are the ones who have gone against god and so god he gave us a son like here This is my son. I give him to you so he can die for your sins. For there to be a sacrifice, there needs to be blood. Somebody has to die. Something has to die. Something has to happen for blood to be shed, for sin to be covered. The Bible, they used to offer animal sacrifices for sin to be covered. But God, he sent his son, the son who took on all the sin of the world, all the sin of the world for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son so that whoever so believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life and God like he takes his promises very seriously so God giving us his son to die for us he took on Jesus took on all of the sins he was tempted with everything he was tempted with that. He was tempted with everything, everything in this world. So that way, When we came to him, our sins were forgiven because he died for that. He took everything, everything in this world. He faced separation from God at the cross. He faced every single sin in his life. He took on all of that. So any sin that you think that is so bad, that you think that you can't go to God to, Jesus already took it on. Jesus took it on so that way you're forgiven of your sin. Jesus took that on and Jesus forgives. Jesus forgives and you just need to draw near to him. Come to him. Come to him as you are. Jesus will will do the work. Jesus will help you heal, and Jesus will take on everything for you. All you have to do is just come to him. Come to him as you are, and so be it. Commandment number seven, you shall not commit adultery. This is in Exodus chapter 20, verse 14. So committing adultery is having sex before marriage. And it is so important that we don't do this because we are not under God's covenant. God made sex. All right. Taboo. It is not. It is a holy thing that God made for us to enjoy, to have. That way we can produce um, children. We can create life, you know, with it as well. And so committing adultery outside of God's covenant, outside of the protection that God gives us In marriage, you know, while we're having sex is so important because there is so much trauma that we take on from other people when we have sex with them. There's so much burden that we take on as well. And there's um, you know, spirits, there's gosh, there's just so much to it that God protects us from. And even through learning this through my own experiences, you know, having sex before marriage, I'm sure, I'm sure that's not gonna be a surprise to anybody. Like, have sex before marriage, hello. Word came out. Hello, I had sex before marriage, y'all. Surprise! <laughs> Hello, <laughs> you know it's through my own experiences and through drawing nearer and closer to God, He's really shown me the the effects of it, and you know He's really delivered me from a lot of that because the covenant that God has is this. Oh Lord, is this everlasting? Is this eternal protection He has over your soul and over and over your husband's soul or your wife's soul? Because when you are having sex with someone, you are becoming one with them. So if you're having sex before marriage with someone who is not your husband or your wife, you are becoming one with. Them. you are taking on their identity you're taking on their personality you're taking on their burdens you're taking on everything that they are and they are also taking everything that you are as well so when you're having sex before marriage with someone who is not your husband or wife that that God has for you and his will you're you're taking on somebody else that God has not called you to And God will never say, yeah, that's okay to have sex before marriage. No, God keeps his commandments. If he says, he says, you shall not commit adultery. So anybody tries to convince you otherwise, or even the enemy getting into your head, it's a lie. God is not a liar. God tells the truth. God, God always keeps us with Him, in in His truth and His promises. So anything outside of God is a lie. God, because God, oh Lord, God keeps it so truthful. God keeps it uh, straight. God will keep it so straight to the point. Even when you speak to him, even when you talk to him, when the Holy Spirit is ministering to you, when the Holy Spirit Spirit ministers to you, he keeps it straight to the point. There is no, there's no deviation in his truth or in his promises that he gives you. He tells it to you straight. He's not going to lie to you. He's not going to deceive you. He's not going to manipulate you. He is going to tell you the truth. So anything outside of that is a lie. Anything outside of that is a lie. I just want, I just want to remind you guys, anything outside of God is a lie because if it's not God, then what is it? Let's answer that question. (laughs) All right. So, um, so questions that you can ask yourself if you're committing this, this, um, if you're uh, disobeying, if you're committing this sin is, is this person my husband or wife? And is this under God's covenant? So the questions really go into hand in hand, basically saying, are we married? (laughs) Is this marriage? Have we gotten married already? Commandment number eight, you shall not steal. This is in Exodus chapter 20, verse 15. You shall not steal. You shall not steal anything from your brothers and sisters. You shall not steal anything. Robbery, you know, being a thief in the store, uh, stealing your sister or brother's clothes, you know, stealing something that does not belong to you, that is not yours. You shall not steal anything, somebody's uh, property, um, ideas, anything. Stealing a paper clip in the office, that's not yours. You didn't ask for somebody, you just took it. That's stealing. Um, stealing a pen from church, <laughs> that's stealing. Unless they said that you can have it, that's a different story. But stealing from church, anything, any taking anything that's not yours, that was not given permission to, uh, for you to take it is stealing. Now, I know my little sister is happy about this Um, (laughs) because we tend to do this as brothers and sisters. So questions to ask yourself if you're stealing is, is this mine? Is this my property? Does this ultimately belong to you? Commandment number nine, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. This is in Exodus chapter 20, verse 15. So bearing false witness against your neighbor, going against your neighbor uh, for supremacy, you want to get to that CEO position, but because, you know, you're behind on some paperwork, you weren't able to make that position. And so the next runner up that is capable of doing it because you weren't on top of your work, he was able to get that position. You try to slander their name. You try to say something about them. You try to do something to them because you're trying to get up there in that position. Bearing false witness, that also means committing a false accusation. And this can go, and this is as serious as it gets, y'all. This is not something to play around with or, you know, try to get around because God does not take that lightly. Justice, Lord, justice will be served. You know, if you're in a court situation, if you're in a serious legal situation and someone's committed a false accusation against you, then justice, justice will be served. God is not playing around when he says do not commit a false accusation against your neighbor because you will deal with the wrath you will deal with the consequences to 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 not do that first and foremost and so you know this means also gossip trying to slander someone else's name trying to speak ill or wrong about someone for popularity again like we talked about supremacy and you're just trying to get ahead of them in any which way that you can and so you bear false witness against your neighbor so you know false witness is one who affirms something to be true that they know isn't so rumors we hear a lot of rumors in middle school and in high school as well and most of the time they are a bunch of lies uh, some of them are true i will say that but some of them are a bunch of liars saying those rumors, and those rumors can end somebody's reputation, they can hurt somebody. There have been a lot of people who have committed suicide due to false rumors because of the bullies that were in school. So this is something not to take lightly when you are hearing a rumor or you're bearing false witness against your neighbor who who the rumors about isn't true because it can honestly, it can ultimately hurt somebody's life, and that's not something that we want to do, especially in front of. Of God God is watching you every single step of the way. And so when you're bearing false witness, God, mm-mm, God is watching y'all, all right? If the fear of the Lord is upon you, that is a good thing, okay? Because that means that you should not... You should, you should not be committing that sin because that is bad. That is no-no. That is a spanking. That is pow-pow. That is no good. All right, y'all? Questions that you can ask yourself if you're committing this sin is, is this true? And where did this come from, first and foremost? Where did this come from? Who is the source of this rumor? Who is the source of this accusation? All right? Oh Lord, this is so good. Judge the fruit of the spirit. What is this person producing? What does What is this person... In, in the Holy Spirit, does this person have love, patience, is kind, is compassionate? You know, are they telling the truth? Are they saying what is right? Are they going against God? Or are they, are they coming with God? Ooh, that's good, Lord. That is good. I'm keeping that in there. That is good, Lord. Are they coming with God? Or are they coming against God? Commandment number 10. You shall not covet. Covet, covet, covet. You shall not covet. This is an Exodus Um, chapter 20, verse 15, you shall not covet, 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 yearn. This means to yearn, to possess some desire, have a, have a strong desire, have a consumed desire that the Lord does not have in his will for you. You shall not yearn for something that is not yours. Because what does that do? That takes away from the will and the promises God has for you because you are so consumed by something else that somebody else has that God's like, there is greater for you over here. And you're yearning for somebody else's car that I gave them, their boat, their yacht that I gave them. But I have something better for you that you need, that you actually want. But because you're so consumed by your desire, you don't know that you want this. God says, do not covet Covet. This means someone else's wife, someone else's husband, someone else's car, home, house, property, belongings of that sort, family, anything that belongs to someone that you yearn for, that you long for, that is not yours. God says, do not covet. Biblically, um, it talks about, you know, coveting for someone else's wife, house, mules, donkeys, animals anything that you're longing, desiring for that is not yours. God says, do not do that. And there's plenty of examples in the Bible that we see of people yearning for, longing for something else that is not yours. David, for example, coveted. He, he longed for his neighbor's wife and he slept with her. He slept with her. Questions that you can ask yourself if you're coveting is, Does what I want for myself belong to someone else? Another question that you can ask yourself is, do I want this more than the will of God, than the will God has for me? Do I want this more than the will of God? So if you're listening online, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, or on any of the platforms that we have Not To Mood Podcast on, and you want to give your life to Jesus right now, you've already said yes in your heart, but you want to declare it right now, could you just lift up your hands in whatever space that you're in right now so boldly? And I want you to repeat after me, if you're ready to declare it right now, Heavenly Father, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. Lord Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. And when you were raised up, I was raised up too. I was raised up free and victorious. And now, Holy Spirit, make my heart your home. In Jesus' name, amen 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 welcome home brothers and sisters welcome home i'm so excited that you're home i'm so excited for the walk and and in the life that you're going to be living in christ and the beauty that god gives us gives each and every single one of us the gift of walking with him and this, oh man, this is going to be such a beautiful walk for you, brothers and sisters. And so if you just gave your life to Christ today, make sure you leave us a comment in the comment section down below on YouTube and on Apple and Spotify podcasts. We would love to reach out to you and connect with you and be able to help you out in any which way that we can we will be gifting out Bibles soon to those who have given their life to christ as a gift to welcome you home so please reach out to us if you have given your life to christ we would love to gift you with a free bible to welcome you home again if if you have watched this video and you've given your life to christ and you've enjoyed listening to it if you could share this with a friend we would deeply appreciate it and we all want you to be able to share this with whoever you can a brother a cousin a friend a mother, a father, an aunt, an uncle, someone that you feel benefit from this video. That being said, we love you all so very much and we are so thankful for you. May God bless you. May God keep you. Shalom, shalom. And that is perfect peace. Goodbye.